episode 123. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. We're off to Missouri City, Texas today to visit with a world traveler, singer-songwriter. Yes, it all seemed to start in church, but then she spread her wings along with love, embracing reggae, soul, R&B, gospel, jazz, and pop. It's the music of Zelda Dashiell. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, I'm really happy to have Zelda Dashiel. And uh, you're in Missouri City, Texas, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah, just southwest of Houston. And uh, it's a delight to have you on the Dharmic Evolution today, Zelda. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be on the Dharmic Evolution this morning. Yeah, so you got, um, you're a travel bug, man. You've been all over the world, and um, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, so let's start with the traveling thing. Where Where's the last place you've been, and tell us about the experience. Wow. Well, you know, traveling around the world, number one, has been such an incredible experience because I gathered a wealth of love, a wealth of, of knowledge about other cultures and so forth. And so I think the last place I went to was Puerto Rico. Um, and after going to, say, Africa, Italy, London, um, Mexico, you know, et cetera, you know, you just experience all these different cultures and you realize we have so much in common. And the differences are fun because they're unique. And you can pull from some, leave some, etc. But it's been a blaze. I love it. And I'm actually grateful for it, to be honest. Wow. And I bet it had a huge impact on your music as well. 
every impact on my music. Yeah, yeah. So, so Puerto Rico, um, I have been there, but not much out of the airport. I just did a stopover. But I've heard from so many people, it's so beautiful there, and it's an amazing place to be, live, visit. Is that so? It is so. And actually, I loved it. I went up to the rainforest, which was very unique because you have to drive way up into the mountains and actually got there a little late. So it was getting dark. Right. You could hear the night frogs that are like probably large as my desk. And you could hear them and get a different feeling versus going at 12 noon. But I love the music, you know, so the, I'm a the music singer. the frogs make. No. Oh, because they uh, the size of a desk. I have to see that. I have a saddle here for one of them. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're making these wonderful sounds at night. And um, but I love the music of Puerto Rico. So being there was really nurturing because, as a singer and someone who loves to move, you know, you get a little bit of all this mixture, and it all comes out in in your expression of music. And I love when, that. When you say move, meaning you like to dance or just yes. move? Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> to okay, dance, dance. You know, to dance, and that's from from early days in my life. Dancing has always been a part of my family element. You know, always dancing, whatever, singing, dancing, the whole caboodle. And so, right. no matter where I go, I'm also looking for the music. Well, that, they kind of go hand in hand, right? The um, yes. artistry of music and dance, they kind of go together really well. You know, unless you have three left feet like I do, I dance like Curly from the Three Stooges, but I'm very oh. good at it, you know. Hey, let's get everybody uh, into the groove here. We're going to play Cancer here. Let's do that as our first track. And I want to I play this um, first, and then I'd like you to tell us, um, you know, the story behind this, a really, really deep subject. And I'm so, um, I'm so glad that you had the bravery to, uh, to approach this song. So, um, so let's, without any further ado, let's listen to Zelda on this one called Cancer. Here we go. You're not welcome today. I said, 
Wow, a very, very heavy subject there, Zelda. Tell us about that personal experience on that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I thought that so. That song was, was written, actually, I went to visit my family. I'm originally from Maryland, but my other family are my, my extended family, sister family, everybody in North Carolina. So make a long story short, um, we're all hanging out, having a wonderful time. And then my nephew at the time was out of breath, just going through the mall. He went to the emergency room, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Oh. And this is the young man who was healthy from head to toe, yeah. not a smoker. So make a long story short, that knocked me off my feet because I buried my mother in 1990 to cancer buried my brother in 95 to cancer. So when my nephew was pronounced with stage four lung cancer, I lost it. I mean, I was hurt and angry at the same time. You know, angry right. and hurt, that's like a, a bombshell. Yeah, for so sure. I, when, yeah, when I came back to Houston, I had to put all of that into something, which for me, the only thing I can put all of that into is a song because it was from my gut, it was from my gut, which is even deeper than your heart. Right. And so every single word, every single lyric, the style that I sang it in all was because that's how I felt. I was just full of rage, full of pain and hurt and wanting my nephew not to be dealing with this and had already dealt with it with two family members. My mother, you can't get any closer than that, my yeah. brother. So what happened is that I, I chose a track that would allow me to put the real energy that I felt. I did not feel a violin. I didn't feel anything gentle, soft. It was all like I sang it with power and rage and attack. Right. So I wrote it from my heart and gut and that's how the song came about. And I guess I should add that my nephew is a survivor. Oh, God He's bless you. Strong, working, traveling, living his life. Right. So here it is five years later, because I wrote that song in 2012. Wow. Congratulations. And, and by you. the way, putting uh, I love the fact that you put a reggae spin on it because I think it makes it more accessible. It's not it's a dark subject. However, the music is not dark at all. It's very inviting. Yeah. Great. Right. Great twist on that. That's awesome. Thank you. And I wanted it to be a dance track talking about dance again, because that was a healing part for me is to be able to dance that brings life and love and healing for right. me personally. Yeah. And so doing the reggae track allowed me to do this and to other people to do that with me because I performed it live for Relay, which is, you know, fighting cancer. Okay. Out in the park at midnight, hundreds of people who were also either sick with it, healed from it, going through it, family members, etc. And everybody was dancing and singing because of course, and um, and actually, I'm going to re-record the song. I wrote two versions of it. The second version was written once I realized after four years later, five years later. So there right. you go. Yeah, that's that's great. Great success on that. And, you know, everybody has been touched by this disease. You know, everybody has a family member, knows somebody, has lost people. Uh, it's just, you know, an yeah. equal opportunity disease that just it just challenges all of us, you know, in our daily yeah. lives. It's really, really bad. So thank you for writing that on behalf of so many. Hey, tell me about your influences. I want to know where did the Zelda that we know and love now come from? How did you formulate your your designs on your career? How did you get to be the voice and the artist and the writer that you are? Who were you listening to? What was going on in your bad self? in your younger days okay 
Well, that's a lot I, of questions. I consolidate all my questions. Yeah. Now I can sit back and smoke a cigar, you know, and while, while you answer. <laughs> okay. Well, um, all of this Zelda has been, I guess, shaped by life experiences as well as other artists um, combined together. My own life, other artists, their music. I love Whitney Houston. Her music has always driven me and touched me because she's such a compassionate singer with her music. Right. Um, even though a lot of artists don't write for themselves, you know, the way they can bring the passion as well as those who do write. Um, Sade is someone I totally love, you know, her oh, whole yeah. sensuality, but classy, elegant style. Um, Mary, <clears throat> Mary J. Blige, J-Lo, et cetera, et cetera. But the Zelda is because I grew up in a loving family with my mom, my aunties, sisters, et cetera, brother, and then started singing in a, a church, Allen United Methodist Church, singing in the choir, you know, singing in the choir, always going from this direction in the same direction, but, you know, just moving forward with the music. So I always wrote, even in high school, I wrote short plays. And, um, and so the writing was already there. And then I would say about maybe five years ago, I started doing more writing and less cover. Right. And so when I realized that people really were paying attention to my lyrics, you know, it's one thing for you to pay attention to your lyrics yourself. But yeah. when someone else that you don't know comments, which means that they really had to listen because of what they said, you go, wow, okay, yeah, maybe I can really write. And not that I doubted my writing, but then I decided, well, okay, I think I need to record this. And so I think that my experiences in life, because I've experienced a lot of different things, not just even the traveling. I mean, when I went to Africa, for instance, I went to Africa, stayed with a family and, and they were getting ready to go into the Civil War about three months after I left. That was Sierra Leone. Oh, wow. So I transitioned. I, I'm a Christian. I stayed with the Islamic family who just came back from Hajj. And that happened because a good friend of mine who was always going over there arranged it where I wouldn't have to stay in a hotel but stay with the family as extended family. And make a long story short, it gave me a taste of what it's like to not have anything that I had here. Because yeah. prior to a civil war, there was no running water, no electricity, but it was all about the state of mind because I was like the first day, a complete wreck. The second day, I realized I'm not going to be able to just pick up and go back. And so when I changed my mindset, the environment around me changed. Yeah. Meaning that, okay, I am going to have to wait for this bucket of water to be drawn and then sit in the bathroom because I did have a house. It just at the time before the war, no electricity or water. And then take this ice cold bath and instead of complaining and being miserable, just do it and get ready for the next step, whatever that might be. Yeah. And um, so all of these experiences, whether it was in Italy, staying with the family, going to the islands. I went to Jamaica after my mom passed about maybe three, four months after my mom passed from cancer in 90. And I had went home and was living at home, taking care of her, that whole situation. And I couldn't seem to get it together after I came back. I mean, it was just, I just couldn't get it together. We were so close. A friend said, you should go stay with my family. When I went to Jamaica and stayed with the family up in Hope Gardens in the mountains, it wasn't until I went to the beach, which everybody knows I call it Hellshire Beach. Elshire, Elshire. <laughs> I was able to empty some of this into the water. That also makes Zelda who Zelda is, right. because I was able to let some of nature take out some of my pain. 
Okay. And and refurbish and revive me and restore me. So all that goes back into my music. All of this makes me to be able to write songs like I'm Free, Cease the Fire, and World Peace because of how I think, because of what I've been through and who I am. Right. You know, at that time that I wrote the songs. Right. So so this was a healing experience going over there. And what about taking back, like seeing um, the way other people live? Does it, I mean, I think a lot of us are so clueless as to, you know, a lot of the rest of the world. I'm talking about like, you know, billions of people don't have the luxuries that we have. Like you just mentioned, clean drinking water and food and shelter and so forth. Yeah, that's true. And see, at that time, remember, it was before Civil War. Yeah. So... Even if they have it now, at that moment that I was there, I had to experience something different. Um, you know, it's true. Now, and that's one of the beautiful things about, and not everybody can get on an airplane and travel. Let's let's be real. Yeah. But, you know, we can open up our minds because there's almost every culture you can think of right around you. Yeah. You know, and if not, you know, we can either go to a library or go on our laptops and Google different cultures to learn about them because it's really nice. When you can know a little bit, even if not a lot, about different cultures. Not that you'll know about every single culture that's in the world. Because this world is pretty big and we have a lot of different cultures. But just to be open, you know, I like thinking universally, globally. And I did that way before I started writing on a global level like World Peace or Cease to Fire. Because both of those songs are not just about my little local environment. Not just my country. It's about the world. It's about my neighborhood, your neighborhood, and the world, even the parts that I'm not familiar with or have never been to. But the countries that I have been to, whether it be Cabo, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, um, Africa, Italy, London, all of that, you know, helped me realize that you may talk differently. You may have a different accent, eat different food. Some of it I may never want to eat. Some of it I may want to try, some of it I may love, your clothing, etc. the way you raise your family. But I don't have to disrespect you. Right. I shouldn't disrespect you. I should understand that who said my way is the only way. Who said my way is even the correct way. Right. You know, Frank Sinatra did, I think. I think <laughs> that we didn't did. create. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, you know what? This is a good time to play Cease the Fire. So let's check this one out by Zelda. Cease the Fire. This is a heavy one also.
message awesome job on that song thank you yeah tell us tell us about the the story and the motivation behind that zelda cease the fire wow it's pretty you know it's pretty obvious but tell me how did how did it motivate you to to get involved with writing this well it started from so much negativity on the news so much okay amazing negativity i mean every time i turned around it's it's killing, whether it be in another country, in Syria, wherever, here in New York, on the street, Chicago, out of the country, in the country. And I just couldn't take any more. So once again, it's like we have to stop this. You cannot get rid of people. You right. cannot. It will never happen. No matter what we do, it won't happen in my book until... I believe God decides to do it. Not you, someone else, me, whatever. But that song I had to write because I was sick and tired of looking at this violence. Every time you turn on the news to see what the weather is, somebody has done something horrific, you know, to a group of people or one person. And all of the crime, I mean, it was like, Cease the fire. Put the guns down. Put them down. Put them down. Put them down. Use your mind. Let's think about negotiating. Let's think about resolving conflict. We don't have to agree on everything. Nobody in the world will ever agree every single day, 24 hours a day on everything. But we have we're we're human beings. We're supposed to be in a higher level of operating that we can reason things out. And even if we never agree 
We have to have some other way of dealing with it other than violence, killing. Cease the fire, put the guns down. And when I say that that song resonates to everybody, it does. Because if you're living, you have an ancestor. If you are living, somebody from your culture makes that an ancestor. So, you know, it's time for us to move forward. And we better move forward fast because if not, I don't know what devastation will come up. That's why I say it's time for us to move forward fast, show the world what we can do. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think there's a there's a sense of, you know, I talk to a lot of people around the world through this show, and there seems to be this sense of awakening that's happening um, lately. It's just, you know, it's slowly, but it's happening. Yeah. I noticed over the last year that, um, and if you just look at, um, they just had an election somewhere where it was, oh, Italy. And, um, you know, the people are saying they want change. And this happened all through the Middle East. And it just yeah. happened in this country. And it's happening around the world that uh, people are asking for change. And I think not only, you know, forget about political, but I think in, in their personal lives that I think we're starting to demand more of ourselves as human beings. And I think it's about time. Like, yes. you know, personal responsibility and, and let's just not sit around and wait for the world to happen to us. Um, let's let's do something about it. And people like you who are writing inspired music and other artists I've had on here, it just it gives me a lot of hope because um, there are people out there trying to embrace a better life, a better way of life and just forget about the violence and just try to um, try to do what we can about it. But um I think the most important step is to to make some kind of positive statement about it, like you're yeah. doing. So, so uh, to to that end, uh, I I thank you for that. That's that's pretty awesome. Hey, tell us about some more cool traveling you did. You went to all these countries: uh, Italy, Jamaica, West Africa, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and England. So, tell me, give yeah. me some more like hot spots, things that happened that were really really fun that you had a great yeah. time that you observed. Well, oh my God! Now you, that's really fun stuff. When I was in Jamaica, actually, also on the beach. And Hellshire Beach, why it's my favorite, they would bring the food up, the fish, the women would bring the fish up from the water right. and you eat it, the whole fish, not cut up into pieces, just the entire whole fish. Right. Um, coconut water, you know, jelly coconut, slice off the head, drink the coconut. You know, I did that in Africa as well. Um, and so that brought on a sense of love, being able to go, give me the red one, give me the yellow one, give me the blue one and eat that fish and sit there on a with water that's bluer than blue, white sand, yeah. and just spend an entire day. Oh, my God. That was fabulous. You know, um, Cabo San Lucas, I went with some friends there, and we just had a blast driving the four-wheelers on the beach, riding the horses, you know, and just enjoying eating the food and going salsa dancing, you know, was really a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Zelda taking us around the globe with her very important message in her music. Right back to the interview after this. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however, and I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. 
This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, reach out today at mercyworldwideministries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to mercyworldwideministries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. I, let me just back up to Jamaica just for a minute because I was there a few years back. And the cool thing that I, I experienced there was um, I swam with a dolphin, actually got huh? to touch it and, you know, swim with it, like holding his fin and all that. Oh it's the goodness. most amazing, like, thing when you touch a dolphin, like, you know, for people who haven't, it's like the skin is almost, it, it's hard to describe. It's so smooth. It's like nothing else you've ever touched. And then I also got to... Um, ride horses into the surf which was really wow. on the beach you know that was like really fun they have certain horses that can go in the surf and and the other horses can't they have them kind of like divided and i happen to have one of the horses that he charged right in i'm like how, how deep is this guy gonna go you know so right. so it was pretty cool so so go on with your story you were you were saying about uh puerto Rico. i mean uh you were talking about uh, West Africa or Puerto Rico? Yeah, I was. I was talking about. Well, I talked about West Africa, which was really exciting. Right. Um, and um, you know, staying with the family, and then Jamaica was amazing, a healing experience, and there's just lots of fun because I also grew up. Well, I got to listen to my first reggae song, which was by Bob Marley, when I was in college, and I fell in love with the music. And so I have a great relationship with all of these cultures, African. Caribbean, whether it be Trinidad, Jamaican, or just all of the islands. And then Italy was fascinating because everything was about really sitting down with everybody and talking. They do a lot of just talking about what's going on in the world, right. politically, socially, and eating great food. That's really what you do or what we did for entertainment. And, and don't forget was, the wine, Zelda, the yeah, wine. Well, that's the first place <laughs> I ever drank wine was really? Italy. <laughs> yeah. And it was great because I had never drank wine, but the father of the family said, Bella, you're too thin. You must try this. Now <laughs> that and now drink this. And so the whole family was just embracing me and embracing with so much love and fun. And that was a beautiful thing to experience. Yeah. You know, it's so cool because um, there's so much for us Americans to to learn from the European culture. Like you mentioned, the conversations that, you know, we're in such a hurry. And now it's like with the text messaging and all this, we're forgetting to have conversations. And um, I always love that, that about the Europeans. And one of the things I noticed when I was in Paris was um, I'm sitting outside at this little cafe and, uh, you know, I'm German Irish. So of course, I'm having a couple of beers i'm not having a coffee and i'm watching these people keep pulling over on this little side street and they get out and they run in and they come running out and they're holding with a little wrapper a loaf of bread and it's just like this kept happening every two minutes run in get the bread no bag you just have the little wrapper you hold it in and it suddenly dawned on me it's like oh yeah parisians life it it revolves around the wine and the bread don't go home without it you know (laughs) So those uh, That's so true. The wine, the bread, and that was the experience in Italy. The pasta, 
the veal and the wine. <laughs> yeah, you could forget about gas in the car or paying the rent or the bills, but don't forget <laughs> about my wine or my pasta or my bread, yeah. you know? Yeah, so uh, so, so. I, I, think, um, I think that's something that we should, you know, take to heart is uh, the fact that you said they have these great conversations around the table. And, and that's kind of like becoming a sort of a dying thing in this country. Like we don't have that as much as I, I think in years past or decades past, you know? Yeah, you might. That's true. And they, I mean, dinner would be maybe three or four hours long because you have to talk about so many things. Yeah. So dinner is not one hour. It's maybe three to four hours. You sit, you chat, you think, you sit, you chat, you drink a little wine, you talk some more, you sit, you chat, drink some more wine and you talk about everything. And what I love is that because there's no rush, even if you sit there pondering, then maybe something you weren't comfortable about talking about will come up. And it may do you good because nobody's going anywhere until everybody has gotten out everything that they want to get out. And you sit and you talk and you chat. You come back maybe with some coffee, talk some more, eat some more. Right. Three or four hours later, you're still there talking and chatting. That's amazing. I don't know. I can't get more than 20 minutes in and I got ants <laughs> in my pants, you know. So I'm I'm ruined, you know, unless there's a guitar there or something. But uh, okay. yeah. Hey, well, let's. um. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to do another one. Let's play the I'm Free song. I'm looking forward to this one. Here we go. Holy Spirit 
so free. Yes, indeed. So you feel so free. Why do you feel so free, Zelda? Well, that song was written when I woke up one morning. I wrote exactly what I felt when I woke up. I mean, it's like, okay, I woke up early this morning feeling supercharged. I woke up recognizing that, A, I have a wonderful son. A wonderful son is about to graduate from college. And um, even though I wrote that song, not this year, you know, back a couple of years ago, I woke up realizing that I may not, in some people's eyes, have everything, even in my own eyes. But I'm free because I have peace of mind. I have love in my heart. I have compassion. You know, I have life. And so that gave me that feeling. And when I say the Holy Spirit, that's because that's what I feel. That's a feeling and that's a reality. And so that gives me freedom because I'm not in bondage when I have knowledge of that gift, of that reality. Right. And so the song was written from waking up in the morning. I mean, literally every word I wrote was like, okay, I just woke up, let me stretch. And then moving forward, maybe on my way downstairs to get coffee. And then, you and just then, hit record on the way down, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Record in my mind, record on the paper. And you know when you write like that, it flows. Yeah. You don't even have to wonder, okay, what am I going to say next? Yeah. It's right there. It's right there. And you just write, or at least that's what I did with that song. And it just flows. And then when you record it, it just flows. And The best. No editing, right? Um, Yardstown Studios and the studio director, Orville Adams, who's just wonderful. He knew exactly what track to give me. Because uh-huh. remember, I didn't have the music, I had the lyrics. Right. And he knew exactly to bring about what I really felt after I wrote it. And so there you go with I'm Free. So so where do you record? Right what right at home where you are? Um, different. Or, no, no. I recorded that song here. Yes. In Houston at Yard Sound Studios. Okay. Um, but I'm going to be recording, um, later on in the year in Atlanta. So it just Great. depends on, on the project and what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and so uh, do you use different producers and different lineups for different songs? Yes. Yeah, that's great because you get such yeah. a different, um, a different take from everybody that you work with. It's kind of cool, you know? Exactly. And it also helps. Remember, I'm an independent artist. Mm-hmm. So being an independent artist, it's all on you to do everything as far as like, you know, unless someone comes on board, which is great. So like for me, like the song Cancer, I would like to have, say, for instance, Patti LaBelle to cover my song. Why? Because Patti LaBelle has verbally articulated several times. She's buried her entire family practically to cancer. I would love someone like Patti to cover my song, Cancer. Now, most artists want to cover someone else's song, right? Right. Like like um, Whitney covered Dolly's song. Yeah. So, but for me, I would like someone to cover my song, even though I'm an independent artist, because when I know the story behind the person, then I can match it to the song. Right. You hear that, Patty? Are you listening, Patty? We need you. Can you imagine? Yes, we need you. Tune into the, she's. I think she's listening to the Dharmic Evolution right now. So yes. 
So exactly. that's what we need. Hey, I yeah. wanted to ask you real quick. You, um, it says in your bio, she exemplifies education when she performs and expresses her musical talents. Of course, referring to the lovely Zelda. Now, Zelda, do you do? Have you ever done coaching in any way? Because you've got so much knowledge uh, that I could see you definitely mentoring and helping others. Thank you. Well, um, I did do a mentoring um, project of young girls, meaning ages eight to, I think, 16. And I was doing this in the past when my son was younger. What it was, I used fashion as the foundation of it, but it was to build their self-esteem by having them learn to model and present themselves regardless of their weight, size, look. You know, they could have braces or not. They could... Even I had a couple of girls from the muscular dystrophy entered into one of the fashion shows that we were doing and they modeled in the wheelchair because it was about, this was a goal they had. And so I took that as well as with the other girls and I didn't isolate anyone. I was like one rehearsal. I'm like, I can't rehearse three times a day. So you bring them, you bring them, all your kids, etc., and talk about what you're going to do on stage to empower yourself, build your confidence. You're fine. You may be lanky and skinny now, and that's where you are. So let's focus on how you can walk with your shoulders back because of your mindset. Okay, maybe you, you know, one girl had a limp because of her minor spina bifida. Major right. limp. Beautiful little girl. And she was ecstatic. I said, you walk out there and be proud because you've rehearsed. You've prepared yourself. So I didn't just send them out there. I prepared them. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're going to wear. This makes you look a little better. This makes you look this, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about when you walk, how do you feel? Okay, that's why you're walking like that. Now let's change that. Why are you walking slumped over? Let's talk about walking with your shoulders back because you are strong. You are confident because of the classes, of course, that you know led up to that. And that was a wonderful mentoring time. I mean, I got so much out of it. You know, I took the girls, I think, one time to Channel 13, which is a local station here. Um, I think I had like six of them model and some of them had challenges. Yeah. And then but when they went through the mentoring class, they were like gems. They were wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, so you're like a neuro linguistics uh, programming (laughs) specialist. I mean, the fact (laughs) that you could go and do that, it's kind of like remapping somebody's mind. In other words, you gave them, you imparted wisdom, confidence, um, and, and all these things that they need. Cause like you said, their body language says it all. It's like, I, I'm, you know, I'm not worthy. Um, I'm scared. I'm, um, cause especially young girls going through yeah. all that, you know, and, right. uh, that's a huge leg up to give them their confidence and to help them find their self-esteem. You know, that's really, really great. Hey, I want to play this other one because it, the time is flying here, okay. but it's time to play world peace. World what do you peace. say? Yeah. Here we go.
got to get you into the UN so you can uh, help inspire some people up there. Yeah, baby. World peace. World peace. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, so um, tell me about your writing process, Zelda. Like, what is the best... um, what is the best uh, modality for you? Do you like to sit at a piano, a guitar, hang out? Do you do it just with paper and pen? Like, how is your how is your writing, you know, come together? It's just paper and pen and the moment. Uh huh. I I don't have to be at a piano. If I'm at a piano, I can write. Yes, all day long. Right. But if I'm not, which typically I'm not, I can be in my bathroom, in my kitchen, in my office, driving in my car. It comes to me all sorts of places right in the middle of the night. And I'm having to reach over to my nightstand and make a note so that I'm like, okay, I don't want to forget this in the morning in the kitchen. Maybe I'm cooking, do a lot of cooking. And it's just, these feelings or thoughts will come to me. And there you have it. And right. I have a catalog full of lyrics that I'm ready to record already. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Right. Yes. Yeah. I have stash. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I kind of do the same thing. It's like, nope, the place doesn't matter. It can be anywhere. And um, I tend to, when I'm on the streak, I just have, all of a sudden, there's like tons of legal pads all over the place, (laughs) all filled up, and there's notebooks all over. And then it's kind of like, okay, time to start going through and see what we have here, you know? But isn't that the beauty of songwriting? It's like, there's no rules. There's no uh, set way. You don't come out of a a, a school in a sense like you would do for like um, one of the you know more um traditional careers like hey i'm an architect and this is what i learned this is what i do and now i go find a firm and i go to work it's kind of like you just you can you can assemble these tools you know in school like craft um and poetry and and whatever your thing is whatever your jam is but then it's like whatever i want to do with it it's like the muse will come and i'll just be receptive and let's go and do this you know it's very freeing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's so true. You nailed it because, you know, it, it's it's a natural process. Yeah. And that's beautiful. No one can make. Well, at least not me. I mean, not yet. Say so you have to write this. Someone can give me an idea and then I can find it. Like I did a jingle for red light cameras, which is here in Houston where they wanted to put cameras up to catch you if you're running a red light. So um, I, d- I wrote a jingle for it based on just the concept. And someone gave me some music, well, actually at the studio, Yard Sound Studio, um, gave me a track, and I was able to write the jingle based on the concept of going through these red lights. And so... so, so uh, oh, so you're catching people red-handed. Well, like that's- no, what happens <laughs> in Houston, they want to put up these lights right. to get you, but they were, the lights weren't efficient. Oh, okay. So the person that had me do the jingle was because they felt that they were so inefficient that it wasn't... There, so they didn't want it. And so my jingle was just, you know, um, let's give some thought to this. Don't just stick a camera up there. You got to make sure that you've worked out all the. Oh, footage. see, I had it the opposite. I thought right. you wrote something like, got your ass, got your ass. No, You're not no. getting away. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, OK. So so you were you were doing yeah. it on the up and up. That's cool. Hey, tell but me. Jingles are, jingles are good because of that reason, though. Like, you know, someone might say, write a jingle for this or that. Right. And then you do have to think on top 
of what they're trying to say. So yeah, I love that aspect of writing too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, just a- as we're winding down here, I mean, we, we, we didn't even get to all the things I wanted to cover with you, but tell me like, what is, um, what's your favorite like gig scenario? Like when you're out performing, do you like, like a big band? Do you like it stripped down? What's your favorite uh, thing? And like favorite I, I, venue? I like the bands. Yeah. Yes. Because it's live people. I did a concert last August. And so they heard world peace and cease to fire they the they had their band learn the music to their own style, which was close to the original, but still it wasn't the original, which was great. I love that because you feed off of everybody's energy. Yeah. You know, rather the drummer, the guitar, backup singers, whatever. But you know, I love that scenario. But I also have TV tracks so that if someone said, Oh, we want you to perform in New York um at Jay Leno's show or whatever, right. bring your TV tracks and all your background vocals are already on your disc. Great. So I like that too. You know, it's just as an artist, you have to be able to do it all, whether yeah. it be TV tracks or live band. Um, yeah. You know, and and just pull up the energy wherever it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, give us some um, as we're as we're saying goodbye here now. Give us the best place for people to connect to to you, buy your music, support you. Uh, your website. Where can we go to find out all about Zelda? Okay, you can get the music, buy the music on Amazon and iTunes. And please, as an independent artist, we need your support. Yes. iTunes and Amazon, you can get all three songs, World Peace, Cease the Fire, and I'm Free. I'm on Twitter. You can just put in my name and it'll come up. I'm on my website, Reverb Nation. So you can get me easily. Reverb Nation, everybody's familiar with it. Twitter, I love Twitter. And because you can also send messages through Twitter as well as your tweet, you can do a personal message. And uh, but then please definitely go and buy the music, give it away as a holiday gift, and spread the positive word, spread the positive message, cease the fire, world peace. You know, let's become one. You heard it from Zelda Dashiel. It's Z E L D A D A S H I E L L. Please reach out to Zelda. Support her in all the all the um, platforms that she's available on, and we'll have all of those links in the show notes for you, Zelda. Thank you so much for being a part of Dharmic Evolution today. Thank you. Thank you, and peace. <laughs> God bless you. Have a happy holiday. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent TV star and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Cancer. Cease the fire. I'm free. World peace. 
Determined to make a difference in awakening us all to light and love through her music, Zelda encourages transforming hatred and violence into love and compassion. You can check out Zelda on the Dharmic Evolution website now in 60 countries and growing strong. And we have now launched our very own radio TV satellite network that has this show around the world on the Film On TV IPTV network platform. And it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. We have now formally launched the agency website, and you can now visit the site to find out about all the exciting work we're doing around the world. Go to the jamesoconnoragency.com. Find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, and authors, speakers, and thought leaders. You can also visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on the show, you are on the site. Zelda is now on the site, and people from 60 countries are locked in to see and hear about you and your music. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Pictures in your mind I'll take you places